evening, good afternoon, good morning, good night, goodbye. No, um, <laughs> I always, I always think that that is that is kind of a, a way too formal for for us. We should be pretty much just standing there scratching our respective arses, um, not each other's. Oh, that, that 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 would be weird. Um, so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we've got a we've got a real treat for you today. Um, we've got a, a, a gentleman who lives in infamy and awesomeness uh, within the field of uh, mentalism. Widely respected for being just the ultimate problem solver of sorts. And we're going to get a chance to, to pick his brain this very evening. Um, now, me, me and Adam, we've known him for a, a, a good long while and have had the pleasure of sharing many a beverage or two. Um, now this <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is Michael M Murray for those who are uninitiated. Uh, his most, I, I mean, I would possibly argue that this is the, the the more infamous piece of work, but I'm sure he might have his own opinion on it. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Murray, everyone go wild! Yay! Yay! No, I actually have some built-in applause we can use. One sec. <laughs> So uh, how you go, sir? Thanks, thanks so much for get, thanks so much for giving us your time, mate. I, I do appreciate that you're just a ridiculously busy man. Anything. That's it. We we should end on that note of positivity and just leave it there. Just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how someone their time when you bung them in the back of a car and shove them in your basement. So. It's not really brilliant. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's it. That's it, right? You know, why not? Why not? <laughs> See, uh, we, there's, there's, there's always this this kind of concern that when we bring in friends and guests and interviews, that's like, oh, do I have to be on my best behavior? Am I allowed to swear? Is there this kind of thing? And within four minutes, he's made a kidnapping joke. So uh, that's, 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 that's it. It can, uh, it can only go uh, it can only go better from here. Good evening to Jake. How are you going? Uh, good evening to Jennifer. Craig's here as well. Hey, Craig. Everyone's in for this evening. Um, so, so to business, to the purpose for for you being here. Um, now, I'm I'm not the only one who's interested uh, in, in Sherlock Holmes and the the many the many facets of things that he's known for. Uh, he, Michael himself, he, he, I, I struggle to describe you in words that that actually have a finish because it, it's 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 <laughs> it, just, it it tends to be like stuttering and whatnot to try and help me understand that kind of level of creativity that you go through because it's awesome and there was, a, <laughs> there, there was a there was a moment we were sat um in uh, in the ruskin in blackpool and um yeah it was a while ago and uh it, it, michael had told me about this book that he's been working on i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say any more about it because it still says coming soon on his website and we'll uh, okay <laughs> well maybe maybe you can tell the tell the folks of uh, exactly what that is and uh, you know what what it does and whatnot but suffice it to say when he presented it to me 
most people will know that one thing I am never is speechless. <laughs> and uh, and uh, at that particular moment, we'll forget the number of rums that I've I'd consumed at that time anyway. Um, but I was just holding in my hands. I, I may as well have been cradling it like a little baby. It was, it, it was, it was, it was glorious. So I suppose what I'm, I, I would really want to know, first of all, in terms of your interpretation, is particularly among mentalists, first of all, and then if it, you know your opinion extends further than that, why do you think that they they on mass find Sherlock to be such an interesting character, such uh, you know a particular archetype that they have attributes that they can emulate in different ways? Why do people keep bringing this up? Because it's certainly not started with people like you or me. It's been going on for decades uh, in in that, in that area. So, what what why do you think that is? Uh, I think primarily it's because Sherlock wasn't gifted with a superpower. Uh, Sherlock very much possessed skills that uh, seemingly, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry uh, could possess themselves. So I suppose it's that that air of realism, that ideal goal. Wouldn't it be lovely if I could achieve exactly the same thing as Sherlock? And I think it's that idea that this thing could be achievable. Um, and the, the very fact that when you read Sherlock's books, everything's revealed. So you, you begin to understand uh, how he's... Uh, unraveled the mysteries and the very fact that everything was there for us to follow if only we'd you know uh, use our perception to actually pick on it and um, so I think it's I think if I was to liken them to a character I would also say Darren uh, Brown also falls along a similar vein and I think that's really where his uh, success has come in too because obviously uh, when he first put his shows on TV everything that he'd done was believable and I think you know if you think about sort of magic uh, you know, versus something like a Sherlockian approach, uh, which mm -hmm. you've adopted, and uh, what Darren does. You know, if he could possess any skill, what would you do? Would you would you make a, a few billiard balls appear at your fingertips, or would you rather uh, be able to solve crimes and you know read people and you know understand when people are telling the truth when they're lying? It's it's a real life skill that everybody would like mm -hmm. to possess, and I think uh, that's where the sort of um, you know that, that that's where the interest is because obviously people want to be. Sherlock, the one to have those skills, and it's a case of you know to read the book to find out how he does those things, and you know ultimately it's you know it's a, if if we could all uh, go out to, you know fighting crime and solving mysteries, absolutely, mate, Abs yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You know, do you have a um, a particular story or uh, a particular? version uh, of the character that first brought you uh, into into Sherlock Holmes not as literally as that sounds bear in mind because um, <laughs> it sounds like you know uh, but like like for me it was uh, it was the adventure of the speckled band that kind of made me you know particularly interested in who he was and what he did and why and that kind of thing is there is there a standout story or element that brought that to you I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, you're far more of a fanatic of uh, Sherlock Holmes than what I am. Um, my first memories were watching it, and I'm going to embarrass myself because I don't know who actually played the role of Sherlock Holmes, but I watched uh, Hand of the Baskervilles. Yeah. And t to me, I wasn't interested uh, in 
you know, the the sort of movie stars or even sort of if we, if we move on to sort of musicians and uh, things like that, I would just I would just watch, observe, and love. I wouldn't really you know care about who who played the role. Uh, so, but uh, certainly, Hound of the Baskervilles was I think the first moment where this idea of Sherlock Holmes really sort of hit home. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously, the latest series really sort of brought that back into. Uh, you know the forefront of my mind. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I really, you know, just a, really loved the sort of fight scene at the, at the very beginning. Yeah. He goes through and uh, you know he, he, he plays this fight out in his mind, knowing exactly how it's going to play, and goes back. So you know, there's uh, I think there's the sort of many. Uh, inspirational versions of Sherlock Holmes and actors who, you know, uh, played a part in my interest. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't see who actually played uh, the part. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> that was uh, that was probably first uh, first uh, home story. I mean, that's great that that was the impact that it had on you because it's appreciating the story as it were. It's not like you say necessarily that who's playing roles or who's involved behind the scenes or factors that come into it. But really that's sort of like a fresh way of telling it really like we appreciate Sherlock for what it is. It's Sherlock Holmes, it's everything that's in the episode and the actual core of it is what is brought you in it, not necessarily any other factors like, oh like you must do a certain take on it or you must uh, you know this actor does uh, inspired in a certain way by this actor actor specifically the story regardless yeah. of the background, which is fantastic. I, I think in a, in a, a very uh, Sherlock-esque way, it's, it's the bigger picture. It's not just, you know, it's not just the actor. Yes, you can, you can get a fantastic actor, uh, but then you need a, you know, a fa- fantastic story or a fantastic movie for them to be in. Uh, you need the fantastic set. Uh, you know, it's everything about it. It's, it's, it's the full picture, not just one individual part. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, go on, you carry on, mate, carry on. I was just saying, uh, like, obviously, within shared industry that you guys are in together, you must come across so many people that uh, are kind of not only involved uh, in Sherlock Holmes, like not only Ben, but you must be other people, obviously, that have shared passion for what you do, and also for Sherlock as well. happen often a lot of people come up to you uh, thinking that Sherlock is involved in what you do uh, and that kind of theme. Yeah, uh, w- without a doubt. I mean, um, Ben sort of briefly mentioned when we met up in Blackpool, uh, as I say, it was probably several years ago, and I, I presented him with a, with a gift, uh, which was a book test, which has been uh, listed as coming soon on my website for uh, well, at least I believe seven years now, and uh, it, it was a book test uh, that was uh, based on the Hound of the Baskervilles. Surprisingly enough, uh, and I've actually met the Hound, so you know it, it's very much a throwback to uh, where my inspiration came from with Holmes. But it's, it's interesting uh, that you know w- when you examine the amount of book tests there are out there, uh, just how high a percentage are actually. Uh, made with uh, you know Sherlock Holmes themes in mind, and actually the Sherlock Holmes books. I know they're sort of uh, royalty free now, uh, but uh, I, I think it's you know it's just that broad appeal. You know, it's something that everybody can relate to as well. So I think there's you know again there's 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 a bigger part of the picture. It's not 
um, you know, yes, we're, we're all interested in Sherlock Holmes. We love Sherlock Holmes, but this is a universal interest. It's not just, I suppose, magicians and mentalists who are interested in Sherlock. It's, you know, it's, it's the world, you know, what, what's not to love at the end of the day, but... <laughs> You know, uh, chances are, I, I, I don't think I've met anybody who hasn't read at least one of Sherlock's stories. Um, and, you know, it's it's just having that connection. And, you know, people uh, understand Sherlock. They understand uh, who he is, what he was about. So, you know, there's that, um, you know, you're not bringing a book on uh, nuclear physics out to, you know, to, to perform people. Well, you know, I'm not familiar with that. Everybody's familiar with Sherlock. So it's that relatability that, you know, uh, there's there's already understanding of uh, who he is, what he does. So if you now go and perform a Sherlockian uh, style uh, routine or with a pseudo explanation uh, behind it, then it's it's highly relatable. People, you know, you, they, they understand, and I think that's uh, that, that's the key. That's where the common interest is. Yeah, absolutely. So I was I was talking about um, this this interview that was coming up the other day, and. Um, this guy who I was talking to has not got a clue about anything magic or mentalism related. So I was trying to explain like who you were and I was uh, the closest, the closest kind of reference I could make was he's Prince, but for mentalists, because there was, there was, there was an Eric Clapton quote that, that kind of stuck with me in that area in that uh, Eric Clapton was once asked in an interview, how does it feel to be the greatest guitarist on the planet? And he went, I don't know, ask Prince. <laughs> um, so, in 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 that area, there's when there's um, I mean with with Cognito that was that was released recently, this was a it, just an insanely awesome uh, uh, effect that, that that was released, and like I don't know whether it was four, maybe even five minutes later, Michael chimes in. I've got thirty new ideas that we can use this for. I've got four hundred different routines we can use this for. Right. So he's he's a prolific problem solver uh, of sorts in that area so as we are gathered here not to talk about methods or any uh, any of that kind of stuff what i'd like to understand a little bit more about if if you're willing to talk about it that is at all feel free to tell us to to bog off sort of thing um <laughs> but what yeah. I, do, do you have um do you have uh what well, here we go this this chap's popped in straight away right um so he's, he's looking uh, in terms of how do you refine what it is that you do? Do you have certain things that you practice in terms of problem solving? Do you have like an effect that you want to create and where you look at a method that will, you know, perhaps get you there? Or is it in reverse? Or, you know, to para para paraphrase Bill Bailey, do you start with like a reaction of <gasps> what would create that amount of wonder, you know, sort of, <laughs> uh, sort of thing in that area? What's what's your approach to tackling the, 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 the conundrum that is uh, often perceived as a magical effect? I'm not prepared to talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. Um... <laughs> um, I think first things first, you you have to get your mind working. Uh, I'm a firm believer that the mind and creativity itself is, is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. Um, and what better way to uh, get those neural pathways working uh, than to solve puzzles? So one of the primary pieces of advice that I would give is uh, take up puzzling. Uh, and I'm talking about as many different types of puzzles as possible. Uh, you've got crossword puzzles, you've got lateral thinking puzzles, um, you've got the, the Rubik's Cube. And I think one 
there's a couple of important aspects to this. Not only are these fun exercises to do, but they get your brain used to problem solving. And it's a scientific fact that even by examining a puzzle, your neural pathways begin to open. Uh, and once you start to examine all different types of puzzles, you get your mind working in all different ways. So if you were to consider lateral thinking puzzles or logic uh, puzzles, then you know, to seek the answers and, uh, you know, provide solutions to those problems, you've got to start learning to think outside of the box. You know, uh, quite often with these things, you're presented with a problem, but the solution isn't a direct, mm. uh, there's, there's no direct answer. You've got to start looking from a completely different perspective. If you consider the Rubik's Cube, uh, then, you know, there's, um, and, and this is another important point, any puzzle that you present yourself with, uh, or every problem, you've got to appreciate there's no singular answer to it. Uh, you know, if you consider the Rubik's Cube, there's a thousand and one different ways to actually solve uh, this puzzle. Um, the uh, big difference is there are optimum solutions. And I think this is what we need to learn. Obviously, the more that you learn to problem solve, uh, the more that you will learn these optimum solutions. I mean, you mentioned just a couple of moments ago, I'm not trying to, 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 to derail the answer, but you mentioned a bit about my creativity. And one thing in being a prolific creator, uh, there's one thing or one term that's bandied about so much, and that is the term creative genius. Mm. Uh, you know, I can bet your bottom dollar that both of you guys have labeled somebody as a creative genius at uh, some point in time. Uh, it's my firm belief that these creative geniuses don't exist. What they are is they're just prolific uh, creators. Uh, so what they've done is basically they've exhausted, you know, uh, a thousand of the possible solutions to arrive uh, at this end goal. They've exhausted those until they're left with one, which is the optimum uh, solution to the problem. And chances are high you've labeled them as a creative genius because you've just seen that end result because what yeah. you haven't seen is the fact that they've exhausted all of the other avenues obviously leading up to that um so yeah i think you know there's there's a few different aspects uh, to, to uh, take into consideration here one is taking a puzzle uh, get your mind used to uh, solving problems uh, as i say but it is a muscle the more you exercise it the easier it becomes the more you do it it almost uh, becomes second nature so for me somebody can present me with a, a problem or I want to create this routine. And I think, you know, within half an hour, I could probably provide them with uh, four or five different uh, solutions to, to get to that uh, end result. Um, the other thing is, which we'll, we'll, we'll may have move on to in a little bit more depth a little bit later on, but you need to provide yourself dedicated time uh, yeah. to solve problems. Uh, this is uh, possibly one of the uh, second biggest um, keys is, you know, we all live busy lives. We've all got obviously problems. We've got mobile phones where, you know, uh, normally where mobile phones wouldn't exist, we would just sit down and would maybe read a paper. We, we'd relax. Uh, we'd have obviously free time. Uh, nowadays, that doesn't happen. And I firmly believe, again, not to derail uh, the, the conversation, but I think that's why the the sort of state of mental health certainly within sort of the UK and America yeah. is so bad because unlike the unlike the sort of Western cultures we don't take the uh, time. Oh, sorry, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my phone. <laughs> Mate, if you if you need to go take a call, go take a call. You're you're all good. 
We, we can ramp for a little bit. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, okay. uh, so where was it? Yeah, the, the sort of state of the mental health in the sort of UK and the States is vastly different to uh, the sort of the, the Far Eastern countries who obviously take the time out to meditate, to pray. And as I say, I'm not saying that that's what you've got to do, but you do need to take the time out, mm. uh, you know, aside from anything else, you know, and, and have complete focus on actually solving problems. So for me, it's basically when my wife and kids are in bed. So basically, I'll knock the mobile phone off, nice. <laughs> um, and they're asleep. So I don't need to. I don't need to worry about them. I don't need to concern myself about them. I don't need to worry about obviously uh, receiving emails or, or phone calls at this time. I can actually uh, sit down and actually focus, obviously, on uh, providing a solution to a problem with a clear mind. Yeah. Um, uh, what what else can I say? Um, and, and the other thing as well is obviously from from you know exercising your brain and solving problems, you can begin to draw various tools and obviously build those up at the back of your mind, which mm. will then allow you to solve subsequent problems. Yeah. Um, so you know it, it's about obviously breaking down obviously the solutions and uh, uh, you know individual steps, just like a Rubik's cube. If you're mm. trying to solve it, it's not there's just one direct solution. There's uh, you know there's a, a long series of incremental steps which basically all uh, fall part of this bigger picture. So mm. it's a case of trying to dissect and understand how each of those small parts. Uh, plays its role in the bigger picture and if you understand that you know again like the two the rubik cube uh, you know you, with the rubik cube you're learning algorithms these algorithms are basically those uh, small steps those small components which basically ultimately form part of the bigger solution on their own they'll not do anything but you know collect these things together and then yeah. you've got that picture so you know once you start solving one problem you'll realize there's aspects of that solution that can be uh you know uh, moved over and actually used in, in other ways love it I love it I, th I think i think highlighting the the, the nature of the, the specificity that, that, that you need to give towards practice. There's that 10,000 hours term that's bandied around, 10,000 hours to get you to mastery. Now, uh, I, I, can, I can only speak for myself in terms of this, but I've, I've spent a lot of time in gyms, and there are people that go in there, they'll go for a wander on a treadmill, check Instagram for 45 minutes, go and lift a weight, and then leave. Like, now, oh, I feel dead good. I've just done a two-hour workout. Brilliant. That's not that's not targeted time right it's not it's not targeted hours uh so yeah. I, I think that's massively important we've got a couple of questions just come in from the chat as well um oh, yeah. so from craig have you found that with that practice of problem solving you've found your creativity improve without a doubt without a doubt um you know again uh skipping back to what i said just a few moments ago uh by by breaking down the solutions to your problems into uh, small increments, what you can do is you can start to actually build up a range of tools, uh, which will obviously uh, help you solve further problems. Now, obviously, when you first begin uh, problem solving, you know whether this be uh, solving problems that exist uh, within your life in general, mm -hmm. or whether it be trying to create a mentalism-based routine, you'll start off with a, a small set of tools. But mm. what happens over time is those, uh, the amount of tools that you have will increase. Yeah. And it's like, uh, what, what what can I like this? You know, uh, the colours to an artist's palette. You know, mm. you might only start off with, obviously, a few colours, but the more colours that you have, the more 
uh, opportunities uh, you will have, obviously, to you know to, to create this masterpiece. And by the way, that's not to say that you should use all of the colours in the spectrum far from it. It's a case of just drawing um, the, the, those key ones, which are basically going to uh, provide the optimum solution uh, that, that you're looking for. Um, so yes, definitely. As I say, the the, the longevity, the, the more you do this, the easier it's going to become because you know it's it's tried and uh, tested. It's like if you you know you mentioned the gym earlier on. You know yeah. somebody goes to the gym, they put a two hour session in. Okay, now they can't come out and say right, okay, I'm Mr. Universe. They've got to okay. you know they've got to go in. They've got to uh, you know do this over a period of years. They've got to build the muscles. They've got to learn to use all of the different machines uh, to exercise all of the different parts. Of, of their body uh, to yeah. build that picture which will allow them to, to succeed in what they want to do you know you can't just go in and lift you know 150 kilogram above the head you know, <laughs> uh, there's the problem that is the problem <laughs> I can do it, you know. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, how do I lift this 150 kilogram uh, bar you know, uh, above my head? And th there isn't a single solution. You don't say, all right, you just do bicep curls. Yeah. No, you, you, you know, you do lateral pull downs. Yeah. You do anything. You, you know, there's all, you know, all of these individual components obviously play the part in actually providing that solution. Uh, so the more that you go to the gym, the more you start exercising the different parts of the body with the different uh, tools that are there, uh, the easier it's going to be for you to, you know, pick up a barrel and <laughs> throw it. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> balance yourself off lampposts like uh, vendors. Um, yeah, you know, the, 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 the more that you do it, uh, and it does start to become second nature, but yeah, you, you need to build up those tools. Love it. Yeah. It's been, it's, this guy recommends the uh, the Professor Layton video game series. There's a lot of pu puzzles in those games and a lot of variety. So what what we can ask you uh, about that is, do you have any like um, any go-to puzzles that you use? Or is it just a Rubik's Cube? Do you have any lateral thinking specific puzzle areas that you look towards? There's a couple of guys looking as well uh, to see if you've got any any uh, any book recommendations that contain any like puzzles and, and, and the like that they can go, go through. Um no no titles that i can give uh just off the top of my head uh but you know obviously uh, you know i've been to uh you know all the various metal puzzles the, the the wooden puzzles um you know go online and just you know search i i would suppose if i was to make a recommendation lateral thinking puzzles would probably mm. be uh, one mm. of the go to uh rubik cube is is still still another fantastic one mm. uh, you know it's, it's it's been tried and tested but uh just to go on the internet search up lateral thinking puzzles uh, and any books that uh, contain mm. puzzles the, the more that you've got the the merrier as i say uh you know i've read so many uh over the years <laughs> that, that i wouldn't say there's one to one it's the bigger picture it's yeah. it's the collective whole yeah. it's not one book it's mm. you know um you know, the, the, the more the merrier. There was a guy, Neil, uh, his surname may come to me, but uh, and he's a member of the uh, Magic uh, Cafe, and he he wrote a puzzle book which was uh, which was very good. But if the name comes to me, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll... <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And if we if we find this after the fact as well, guys, we'll also we'll also publicise the, uh, the the details for it somewhere. One other piece of uh, advice that I will give as well is, you know. If, if you're a, 
a member of obviously the various uh, social media platforms like Facebook and what have you, you'll you'll often find there are various puzzles which basically uh, crop up. Uh, so you know, and, and there's always the the guys who basically are quick to post obviously the solution, and chances are high it's because they've read that solution uh, somewhere before. So what I would do is, and again, this is probably not directly puzzle puzzle related as in the Rubik's Cube uh, puzzle, uh, but more of a a practical um, uh, puzzling uh, thing for you to do. And that is basically to speak with friends uh, and get them to pose uh, problems for you. So, and I'm talking about obviously magic and mentalism related uh, topics here so uh, let them start off with a goal so they, they let one of your friends suggest a problem to you this is the routine that i want to create and treat that as a homework treat that as an exercise you go away and then actually try to uh work out a solution for that you set a, a puzzle for your friend a, a, a challenge a, a goal and uh, let them go off and then obviously come back or you know set one t- together and have a little competition between okay. each other uh, so yeah. that you can you know, then, then come together and each provide your own solutions. And you'll probably find that if you take elements from one and elements uh, from another, then you'll come up with something even better. And I think, you know, what, what's nice is you've, you know, you, you want to open your mind to new challenges rather mm-hmm. than obviously pre-existing challenges. So, mm-hmm. you know, certainly from a practicality point of view in creating magic or mentalism based routines, then, you know, don't look to what's already been done, but, you know, look to, uh, something that hasn't been done and actually this is very fitting one of the creations of mine and this isn't a, a self-promotion uh, was promote the, away sir promote away uh, it, it was called it was called the solution bizarrely enough uh, and it was a friend of mine who who pitted uh, this one for me he says what i want to do is he says i want to hand somebody a mixed up rubik cube and i want them to be able to solve it and that's you know, it's 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 a it's it's a big problem to solve. Uh, but as as you know, I, I reached a resolution, a solution to it. I called it the solution, and that uh, was actually performed by Maddox on Britain's Got Talent. Um, you know, and I'm a firm believer that there is a you know there is a solution to to every problem. Um, and also, here's another important point that there may be sort of people at home. Uh, sitting watching this and they may think well you know I haven't got a creative bone in my body and one other piece of advice that I must uh, give is that you must believe that there is a solution uh, to a problem uh, for there to be a resolution to be found Uh, because I'm a firm believer and I use this within the the actual script uh, for the solution routine I'm a firm believer and this is genuinely hand on heart true um, I'm a firm believer in Napoleon Hill's quote whatever the mind can conceive and believe we can achieve Uh, and I believe that to be 100% true but I also believe the exact opposite is also true the very moment we let the shadow of doubt or a seed of doubt enter our minds then that uh, doubt can ultimately manifest itself as our reality and I'm sure we've all been guilty of saying I'll never be able to do that I'll never be able to lift that weight above my shoulders and so long as you go on telling yourself that or I'll never be able to learn another language so long as you tell yourself that you're convincing yourself that will always be your reality. You've got to believe that something is possible uh, for it ultimately to become possible. Yeah, absolutely. I love like, that. Going back to, hi, brilliant. Going back to uh, what you said before about problems and puzzles, uh, something we've looked at in the podcast before is kind of the, the relation between those two. Uh, Ooh, and the sound just broke up there, mate. Oh, 
Am I, am I in? Yeah. Say, say something. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Uh, so, I was wondering, like, problems of this daily life that we all face, uh, are they now easier to manage with kind of puzzles? Do they sort of feed it you know, one into the other? And is it more, does it make life more fun to approach problems that we face day to day with that um, idea of puzzle solving in mind? Yes, as I say, you know, uh, problem solving, it, it, it does become very addictive. Uh, and obviously the exercise that you uh, put your brain through uh, allows your brain to, um, you know, to, to, to naturally um, begin to solve problems, uh, you know, in, 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 in any way. As I say, this is why I suggest, obviously, particularly if, if we're looking at puzzles, like physical puzzles, I, I mention those things because because they, they are fun. And I also mention, obviously, trying to solve as many different types of puzzles as possible, uh, you know, which obviously ultimately gets your brain working, it gets your brain uh, used to the idea uh, of, you know, having this end goal which needs to be realized and you know as far as i'm personally concerned there's there isn't really any difference between uh, a, a magic or a mentalism based problem and a physical problem which exists in your life uh, you know at, at the end of the day you've got this ideal goal what the end picture needs to be you know and yeah. i think that's that's a primary step you know if you were looking at the rubik cube we know exactly what that end goal should be if we were set a a challenge by our friend uh okay i want you you know i want to be able to hand a cube to somebody and have, have them them solve it we start off with this end goal this ideal goal of what the situation uh needs to be and then obviously we'll work incrementally uh, towards solving that problem and the exact thing happens obviously in in our lives you know if if we've got uh and any problem if we're faced with any individual problem we must first of all in our minds think there is a solution to this we need, obviously, in order to provide ourselves uh, with a solution, work towards a solution, we need to recognise that there is a solution to be had. And then what we do is we're basically working increments, obviously, to, towards that. So, uh, yes, obviously, the, the skills and the problem-solving skills, uh, you know, in creating magic, mentalism routines, or indeed solving regular uh, problems, will just get your uh, brain uh, accustomed to reaching resolutions to any type of problem which, is, uh, which you're being faced with, uh, irrespective of that uh, personal problem. Uh, or you know, or something much lighter and uh, much more fun. <laughs> I, well, that that for me, it, it comes back to what you were saying earlier in terms of the belief that there is a solution to that. Because certainly, certainly more so when you have the the, the more real life, you know, everyday problems. It, it, it I, I'm, I'm whether it's changed your opinion of what they are. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear. But certainly for me. Um, it, it certainly stops me viewing everyday things as quote unquote problems, because you know it's it, it's like if there if there were two two types of problems in the world, things you can solve and things you can't, why worry about either? You know, uh, so I, has that kind of skewered your perception of what it's like to have a, an actual problem? You know that that, that you would struggle with. Um. No, as I say, you know, as, as far as I'm uh, concerned, I think any problem can be overcome. And, and I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. I don't believe that, you know, anything's impossible. If, you know, if, 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 if man's landed on the moon, you know, <laughs> skip, skip back all of those years ago, 
if, if somebody said, you know, okay, here's the problem. Okay, what what is the problem? I want to land on there. You've got to realize that at least one person uh, at some point in their life has decided, okay, uh, I think this is possible. I'm going to give it a go. And then what they did was they enlisted the help of other people to uh, resolve that problem. And I think this this, this is, brings me on to a, another important point and sort of uh, brings back to obviously the, the, the topic of Sherlock because Sherlock wasn't alone. You know, mm-hmm. Sherlock had Watson. And I think, you know, uh, the, 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 what's the famous saying? You know, two, two, two minds are better than one. Absolutely. Uh, was it mm. a shared as a problem halved? Yeah. Um, and I think this this is another important uh, factor that we need to take into consideration. You know, uh, no matter what the problem is, you know, get get fresh perspectives. You know, I've created uh, solutions to problems and solutions to routines. Then I've went and I've shown a, a few of my close friends, and they've said, "Oh well, what about this?" Or I'm not keen on this, but what about this? And you know, uh, by having that actually creative input mm. uh, from other people, uh, you know, all of a sudden the uh, we, we now get closer to reaching that optimum solution. So, you know, mm. uh, realize that, you know, you can't solve every problem by yourself. You know, mm. uh, Sherlock Holmes was, was no different. You know, yeah. he, he, he had a boxing, you know, uh, and I think that's, that, that's, that, that's very important, you know. Um, realize your own limitations, you know, uh, and, you know, and, and, and accept help. Yeah, we had, um, yeah. We, had, we had Dan and Mick on uh, a while back. Um, as well, and they, they said very much, that, you know, similar things uh, about it. That that type of uh, uh, sounding board that, that you would need to, to potentially get past any hurdles that may or may not be there, because you you may have been looking at something for so long that you can't actually see where that hurdle is. It needs that fresh, you know, that that fresh perspective, that fresh insight um to be able to do that so we've got uh, we've got a question that's come in from the uh, the old chat box um does michael have any books that he has written that he recommends Ooh, i i would say them all no <laughs> <laughs> if, if i was to make a general recommendation i would say a piece of my mind um Probably because it contains, yep, that, that's the one. Although that was the limited edition. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's that's fine. Even the regular edition is actually all sold out, but it is available as a PDF. Uh, and, and I probably recommend that because not only does it contain uh, a whole host of routines, but it also contains several essays as well and also a lot of tools. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, Everybody has uh, enough routines. You already have enough. You don't need to buy any more. But the one thing that uh, is very much lacking is the uh, the tools to actually create your own routines. So a piece of my mind actually does contain um, a bunch of tools which you can add uh, to your mentalism uh, tool belt, if you like, uh, which will ultimately help you really reach uh, resolutions to problems that you actually set yourself. Uh, so I think, yeah, definitely peace of my mind would be uh, my recommendation for that reason. I, I, and while, while you got that as well, I, I showed everybody the uh, the the web the web page from your site, uh, mindfx.co.uk, that's listed as Michael Murray's creations. 
um, that you know we, we often very we, we often tell the contradictory gender that size doesn't matter but it's it's <laughs> it's, it's fair it's fair to point out that uh, your page is the biggest <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 there we go so there we go um, yeah um, <laughs> Another thing with reference to uh, my website and recommendations, there is listed on the website a, a, a digital product, which is uh, 13 Steps to Creativity, uh, which is actually a, it's, 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 it's a free item. Uh, you generally have to purchase something on the store to get that a digital book free. But if anybody who's watching this um, wants to drop me an email, uh, I'll be quite happy to give them that for free, and because it's it's certainly relatable uh, to um, you know to, to what we're discussing, you don't need to purchase anything from my site. If this has been uh, hosted and placed somewhere, maybe we can actually add a free link in, uh, you know, uh, below the video somewhere, so that people absolutely. can actually access that. So again, you know, what was the saying? Uh, you know, teach a man how to fish and. You know, this yeah. this basically the thirteen steps basically covers a lot of my creative processes, and as I say, I'm, I'm quite happy Amazing. to share that. Amazing that that wasn't that wasn't planned at all from our side, guys. <laughs> that was a that was a genuine uh, awesome moment that's just happened, and uh, everyone everyone in the chat seems to uh, seems to appreciate that gesture as well. So, um, I'm curious to play play. Uh, kind of devil's advocate because it's not really a naughty question i'm just curious of what the other side would be um when when i have something that that you know is uh, is taking me a while to get through and i've gone through sounding boards and the like it's never referenced as uh, as you know something that i can't solve or whatever it's more something i will solve later um so i'm i'm more curious about what's what's been your experience if you have had any experience of of things of that nature yes Without a doubt, I mean, uh, one thing that I always do is uh, by my uh, bedside, I've always got a pen and a, a little black book. Unfortunately, it doesn't contain an abundance of numbers of wonderful ladies. <laughs> uh, I am married. Uh, but no, what it does contain is, is an abundance of ideas. So uh, because I spend the twilight hours, obviously, uh, brainstorming, focusing on problems, uh, often uh, I will just sort of jot uh, little resolutions and little notes inside uh, in, inside the book and there was once i had this brainstorm of an idea on uh, how to predict uh, genuinely free to freely chosen lottery numbers uh, so the um the participant the helper would have a genuine free choice of the numbers that they wanted uh, at any point they could swap the numbers. They could swap one number, two number, all of them, right till the the very last moment. The the lottery ticket would be given out in advance, and at the conclusion, uh, if you wanted all of the discarded numbers, including the ones that they could have chosen, you know, right up to the very last minute, uh, without you ever touching them, uh, would all be individually read off. None of those would be on the lottery ticket that was given them, uh, you know, before the routine ever began, and then. Lo and behold, the six numbers that they chose, which could be read off by them, looked at by them, would be the six numbers on the lottery ticket. Uh, that was, a, that was okay. a little challenge which I set myself, and it must have been somewhere in the region of about 18, 19 years ago. And 
whilst I had this exciting idea of how it would work, um, when I actually uh, woke up the next day and started going through uh, the sort of method that I'd created for it, it just wasn't possible. Mm. It was almost possible. <laughs> it wasn't possible. Uh, but then fast forward uh, to, to probably about, uh, I'd say a year and a half ago, um, I then realized due to a change in the world and the circumstances and um, the, actually what it was to be more specific was the expansion of the amount of uh, lottery numbers right. uh, uh, they use, it, it, it was now possible. And this is something which, again, it's not a plug. I, I will be bringing out this shortly, possibly even for Blackpool, maybe Blackpool re release. But the fact of the matter was I didn't give up on it. I, you yeah. know, I had this problem. Uh, I knew it could be solved. Uh, how it was going to be solved, uh, I wasn't quite sure. And obviously, as mentioned, you know, throughout a period of time, we start obviously amassing these tools, which obviously allow us to uh, solve problems. And obviously, you know, at the very moment where we occupy our mind uh, with a problem, we just mightn't have that tool. You know, it's, it's yeah. all about you know, time. We might uh, discover that tool. We may, you know, discover it by accident or we may go purposefully looking for it. So, yes, very much so. I have certainly, uh, and that was an ideal one. Um, it was a problem which couldn't be resolved at that time. But lo and behold, years later, um, it's it, it good. Have you ever had to put a problem right behind you and just draw a line under it and say, like, well, that's not going to work? And if it doesn't, I mean, that's great. <laughs> well, not as such. I mean, obviously, the, the as I said, and I echo again, I believe that, you know, that there's a solution to every problem out there. Um, I, I list them in the book. And, you know, I've, I've now catalogued, I would say, probably, uh, I'm probably guessing, but uh, maybe 15 years worth of uh, of, of ideas and, and, and routines that are in the book. And I've, I've never gave up on any of them. I mean, I suppose one thing with me is I am sort of quite, and this is probably a, a big problem, it's, it's more of a curse than anything else, is that I am quite fanatical about reaching the optimum solutions to problems. So even uh, instances where I've actually solved a problem, like isolation, which was a, like a thought of card reveal, um, uh, some, somebody had mentioned, uh, oh, can, can you do this in French? Because it, or, can you do it in German? Uh, because it was uh, you know, exclusively language-based, uh, so it was just uh, for, for, for the English language. And I've, I've started, obviously, obsessing over this. So I've created a universal version of this, but um, it's been probably about uh, three or four years now, and I've created 100 different variations, but I'm not content with... The, the final solution. I know there's there's a, a it did, to begin with there was some maths involved, and I thought, okay, want to get rid of the maths, and I've probably shown Ben like uh, renditions of this at some point. Uh, so have isolation we're, upstairs. So so <laughs> we, 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 we I found the solution, and you know, but I'm still constantly refining, and this is why obviously when when I release a book off, or most often when I release a book or a project, like the isolation. Um, like the Trojan Horse uh, project uh, and, and the, the several several others, uh, I'll set up Facebook groups uh, for these things because I'm constantly having new ideas and uh, new avenues of thought and different directions uh, for for taking these things in. So that they're, they're ever grown. I don't think 
you know, uh, whilst, uh, again, as I mentioned before, there's a thousand and one different uh, solutions to, to every problem. And, you know, I may have just discovered one, you know, but I'm not content with that. I want to discover all thousand and one and, you know, really uh, find that optimum one. So I don't give up on things. I will cast them out of my mind because I think, you know, from time to time, you can become too focused on it and, yeah. you know, um, if 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 you if you're looking at it this close up from a you know through, through a magnifying glass you know that's all feeling well but if you're looking at it from there then that is all you're going to see you know sometimes you've got to take a step back to see, uh, the, the 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 bigger picture and sometimes basically the solutions to be found aren't you know where you're looking but you know yeah, they're, they're elsewhere. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm still giggling at the fact that you said I set myself a little problem to solve. The lottery. It's <laughs> 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 brilliant. It's great. I think it just. I think it just accurately in in kind of a, well, you know, from certainly an, an objective standpoint, it kind of encapsulates the the previous forty minutes of what we've been talking about, right? In 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 terms of the the, the attitude towards. The creative optimal solutions towards problem solving it may have taken you like 18 19 years to get there but you got there and that's that's such that's such an incredible thing you know we're talking about sherlock holmes and you know actual uh, crimes and mm. obviously the solving of crimes and you know look look at how obviously you know investigations and whatnot have progressed you know you've now got these forensic evidence you know so all of a sudden we're now solving crimes uh from you know eons ago <laughs> eons ago i mean there's there's even you know what, what is it like archaeological um yeah. forensics yeah, yeah. we're yeah. now discovering how somebody was killed a thousand years ago you know, they, they, they know exactly you know what, what happened to them you know uh, they, these sort of inv- the, the advancements and the new tools and technology you know the 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 don't just obviously crop up in in, in magic mentalism they, they crop up all over you know these uh, the, these things can all be solved it's just a matter of time and uh, you know being able to get the, the right tools to do so yeah. so we'll, uh, we'll we'll make this the uh, the last question from the chat now uh, just for the sake of, of time, uh, what are the most important steps in solving a problem, would you think? Um, I would say, uh, obviously, first of all, start off with the I go, I do, well, actually, uh, step, step one, realize that there is a solution to the problem. Um, step two, I would say envisage what the end result would look like. So basically, you know the goal that you're working towards. Um, step three, uh, catalog is many different tools and resources that you can draw from uh, to actually uh, reach the resolutions to problems. So as far as mentalism is concerned, what I do is basically I've got a, a catalog of all of the different peaks I know, all of the different forces I know, all of the different switches I know, um, you know, literally everything all itemized. Now what I'll do is basically I've now that's my uh, recipe for success. That's my recipe book. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, this is what we need. Okay, it's one point in this routine. We need uh, to harvest a piece of information. So now all I do is I, I check off all of the peaks. Okay, now where's that information going to be uh, revealed at what point? Okay, so I need to load this information. So, okay, so uh, mark off all of the different loads 
methods of loading things, perhaps in an envelope, for example. And now what I do is I take the first uh, peak and the first method of actually uh, loading, I try them together, see if they work. And then what I do is I take uh, the second one, try that, and the third one, try that, fourth one. And what I do is I work incrementally uh, through all of these things in order to find the optimum solution. Uh, so, yeah, uh, realize the problem can be solved. Uh, decide on what the ideal goal uh, should look like so you, you know what you're working towards um, and then basically examine all of the tools that you've got and uh, basically pull the best uh, tool for the job and uh, try uh, mixing and matching uh, to uh, ultimately find the uh, optimum solution to your problem. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, just one thing to add that I, th I think is more for the, the Deductionist shows. Uh, I'm from the Spanish community, and I'd really like to watch the Deductionist episodes with English or Spanish subtitles. Thanks for it. Please don't ever apologize for interrupting. You're an incredibly polite human being. Uh, I would have thought you would have been English with that kind of politeness, or Canadian, uh, uh, one of the two. Um, uh, but one of, one of the languages I'm learning is Spanish, so we'll, we'll maybe get there. Uh, God knows. But in terms of what you were saying about the important steps on solving a problem, we, we, we have a thank you. Uh, but ju just, to, just to extend personally my thanks for your time this evening, mate, um, I, and I can, I can only speak for myself, and I, I don't say this to pat you on the back or whatnot, uh, but, it, but it's, it's certainly grown a, a, a fire uh, in, inside of me at, at the moment in, in terms of how I'm going to approach work of this nature moving forwards, right? Because me and Adam certainly spend a lot of time challenging each other during the filming of our our web series is and um and uh, you are. yeah i'm oh, uh, I like go on mate solving into yeah. it's always like it's great to find different towards puzzles and everybody we've interviewed so far like I said, it's, done, but it's amazing how many people have different yeah similarly it's a more inspiring sort of ideas about puzzles but at the same time they're very unique and hearing your thoughts on how to approach the puzzle is definitely something that is sort of like, we, we can apply that. <laughs> now that's something, it's always great to do an interview where we can take it away and to apply it to, to what we're doing as well. So thank you for that. If you're in any doubt what to do, and what you do is basically you take uh, an inspirational idol, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Darren Brown, uh, what you would do is you need to put yourself into the mindset and say, uh, how would Sherlock solve that problem? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was I was tempted to get um, uh, WWSHD uh, across, across my knuckles for for many years uh, because that was one of the things I used to. What would Sherlock do? What would Sherlock do? And then when it boiled down to, well, he probably do some do some cocaine and then go on a mission. Like I, that's not really what I was <laughs> intending on going down. Sherlock had his seven percent solution. Well, I've. I've always got my 40% uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Love it. So yeah. listen, mate, if, if anybody wants to get in touch with you or track down some of your products or things like that, where's best to do it? How can they reach you? 
So uh, obviously they can visit my website, which is www.mindf for Freddy, x for x-ray.co.uk. That's mindfx.co.uk. Uh, you can reach me directly via email at info at mindfx.co.uk. And uh, yeah, uh, shoot me any questions. If you know, there's anything you want me to elaborate on, which has been discussed today. Uh, if you want that uh, free creativity book, uh, drop me a message, or as I say, I will send the link over to, to, to Ben and Adam, and uh, they, they can host it somewhere uh, where you guys can pick it up. Absolutely amazing. Thanks. Thanks so much for this, mate. And I really appreciate it. And that gesture as well, seriously, that's 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 going to pay dividends for, for people in terms of their ability to, uh, you know, fix whatever's going on uh, in front of them. So genuine and heartfelt. Thanks for that. Um, to everyone that's been watching, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us your time as well. We realize how valuable that is. And we thank you for spending an hour of it with us. We will, uh, we will see you next time for another episode. Uh, all the best, and I, uh, I hope everyone's keeping safe and well. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.